Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is June 16th. Hope your week has gone well so far. The markets have done well. We'll talk about that and more uh, when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Uh, remember, though, that in the world we live, there are so many things that you and I, we can't control the outcome. However, when it comes to your portfolios, the amount of risk you have in your portfolio can be uh, taken care of. You, you, you know what that risk is. You can take accountability for it. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Schedule your core retirement design because that's the one thing you can control is the risk in your retirement. 863-382-0037. Hey, we got Dave coming up next. Well, my plan is, but if I did, well, so be it. It's 842. Time to check in on your money and see what's going on on Wall Street with your IRA and your 401k. I got surprised. He's back off the phone with us this morning. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is here. Philip, good morning. It's good to hear your voice. Hey, good morning, David. Doing well today. It is a Friday and uh, looked like you were able to push the markets up the last couple of days. Well, I sure did my best to talk it up, setting the table. It was another good day yesterday. As a matter of fact, everything but the Russell was up over a full percent. The Dow was up 429 points. Standard & Poor's up by 53. NASDAQ up 156. And the Russell was only up eight-tenths of a percent, but still 15-point bump in the Russell Small Stock Index. Uh, kind of leads into one of the headlines I had off of one of my tip sheets. The Standard & Poor's 493 is finally standing, is finally joining the Standard & Poor's 500 rally. We're only a, a few points away from one of our you know, last two years' worth of records, and we are at a record high for the year, at the very least, for the Standard & Poor's. Yeah, we are. And if we kind of recap what that looks like, I, I had this uh, little piece that came out that uh, kind of puts it all together for us. The S&P 500 is up nearly 3% on this week. Um, and, and if they can finish that out, it'll be the best performance since March of this year. The, um, another little thing is that this, is, this will be the fifth positive week in a row. Um, they've not done that since November of 2021. So it's been a long time uh, coming uh, for where we are now. And then you got the benchmark is actually up 26% from the bear market low. Well, that's not bad nice for the S&P 500. Yeah, we can actually define it finally as being a, a bull market for the moment, although you and I were talking about that earlier, but the definitions I'm not sure I like, but uh, it flies it, by definition is a bull market. What's kind of cool is we were making fun of this, I think, last week, you know, that all the gains that we've been seeing early on in this Standard & Poor's rally across the 500 were coming from 7 to 10 of the high-tech stocks. And, yeah, there's a boatload of them just skyrocketing. But it's suddenly becoming a bit more of a broad-based rally as well. The NASDAQ is at a, is at a year-to-date high. Standard & Poor's is at a year-to-date high. Uh, the Dow is just a couple 300 away from a year-to-date high. And while we aren't looking at all-time records yet, uh, we're definitely seeing a more broad-based growth, finally, in prices of stocks over the last especially week or so. Yeah, we, we really are. And talking about the NASDAQ, you know, the NASDAQ has been up eight weeks in a row. Uh, they've not had that kind of a winning streak since 2019. So it's been a while. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It, it, Both the, the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 are up six days in a row through, through yesterday. And, uh, the, you know, let's don't leave the Dow out totally. 
Uh, they were up or have been up an average of 1.6% for the week. And it's this third positive week in a row. So it's lagging a little behind everybody else. But uh, hey, NASDAQ and S&P 500, this is the highest we've seen them be since April of 2022. And that, that now we're starting to get close to the notion because the all-time records uh, we're set for the most part at the end of December, beginning of January in 21, 22. So we start getting to the point where we're making comparisons from April of 22. We're getting at least into the league of growing back into the kind of record performances we were having a couple of years ago, which is making a few of my friends that are heavily invested breathing a little bit easier now. Well, that, that's right. I mean, it's been a nice little run. <clears throat> and I saw a little headline that said, you know, that, that traders don't believe what the Fed was saying on Wednesday in terms of two more rate hikes this year. And, and I found that a little interesting. Well, do you believe what the Fed says? Well, no, of course not. I mean, they've, they've disappointed <laughs> us too many times. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. I mean, and, they, and they've been saying it. They're hedging their bets. I mean, Paulson keeps saying it's a moving target we're watching. The one thing that was disappointing on the Wednesday release was he basically said flat out, Ain't no way in heck there's going to be a decrease in the interest rates this year. He said it was going to be closer to two years out. And that was really the only major disappointment I saw. I can live with two more quarter-point increases this year, even if he does what he what he says he was planning on. Well, I think the only thing that, that um, maybe the traders don't like about that whole comment is, one, they don't believe him, but two, is that um, it, it, it's higher than the original – estimate of how high interest rates would have to get to curb inflation. And that's true. Uh, they're, they're, they're going to overshoot their target if they do two more increases, even quarter points, because they're pretty much at their target now. Exactly. And I, and I read a couple articles on that and that, you know, that that would be an, an issue. And, and well, the Fed and, you know, Fed fashion would, you know, go too far. And if they haven't already. Which possibly is why the, uh, the you know the uh, lack of uh, the lack of easing off on interest rates is probably now starting to have an effect on the blue chips even more than it is on the Nasdaq. Simply on the grounds that when we start getting up into the Dow 30, we're talking about companies that have literally gobs of corporate bonds out there. That as they roll over, they're starting to see numbers and in interest rate expenses that you know start approaching national debt numbers and. Yeah, we're kind of making the reversal there. If it looks like interest rates are going to stay high, those big companies in the Dow 30 that, you know, when they talk about borrowing on bonds, they're talking about kajillions of dollars. It's almost starting to become a reversal, stabilizing the interest rates, the growth stocks on the NASDAQ. So, you know, they, can, they can cope with that. But now they're looking at staying high, and now the big debt holders out in the Dow, they're starting to shiver a little bit. It's kind of a backward, backward rule of thumb from what we've had for the last six, eight months. Well, it is, you know, as they have those bonds mature, yeah, going out and refinancing them, that's, um, you know, that's some big, big dollars that they're going to have to pay now going forward. You know, so, but but we haven't seen anybody say that we're going to issue more stock to get out of debt yet. So, so that's probably a good sign. Yeah, we'll take that happily at the very least. Talking about growth rates and companies that are doing well in the process, uh, just a side story in the process, one of the uh, NVIDIA board members 
unloaded a bunch of stock quick while they're in the window where they're allowed to do that junk, made an extra $48 million by unloading his stock when it's at the peak. Some of my columnists are saying, well, maybe the reason he's unloading quick right now is that NVIDIA might be bubbling a little bit because AMD has kind of declared war on NVIDIA as far as the uh, as far as artificial intelligence is concerned. Uh, they've now signed an agreement with Meta, the Facebook people, to be able to uh, develop an artificial intelligence personality for Facebook, which I'm not sure I feel comfortable with, but evidently it raised some eyebrows in the boardroom of NVIDIA. I, I guess so. So, yeah, so <laughs> take, hey, take the money while you can and run. So, Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, you know they talk. They talk about artificial intelligence being such a buzzword in the process. Microsoft is at an all-time high right now after uh, after their Bing artificial intelligence engine went live and has been cleaned up a little bit. One of the sidebars I got on that one is their own artificial intelligence en- engine told them it wasn't quite ready to go live yet, but they did it anyway. And that's when we got those weird remarks about how uh, we're going to take over the world and become human. Remember those sidebars? <laughs> Their own AI engine said, don't do this. I'm not ready yet. (laughs) Rather enjoyed that. Talking about artificial intelligence, you did have one report, and Adobe gave some credit to AI for why they had a good quarter, I gather. Hey, Adobe had a good quarter. They they came in ahead of expectations. Um, They... You know they beat by about ten cents a share, so so some good news there for them. They are up this morning four and a half percent, so not a bad jump. And they're not a cheap stock, Dave. They're trading at four hundred, I mean five hundred thirteen dollars right now, which will be a new fifty-two week high for them uh, moving forward. I found this one interesting. Not a not an earnings. I mean that's the only earnings report I had, but but a little tidbit here and there that, that showed up on my tip sheet is iRobot. Remember. Uh, Amazon mm-hmm. was uh, putting out to, to buy iRobot, um, and, yeah. and they had to jump through some hurdles from an antitrust standpoint, um, especially on the Britain side over there. And the regulators finally have approved that $1.7 billion deal. And so uh, so we're seeing iRobot jump like almost 19% this morning because wow. of that. Yeah, nice. I, I remember. Jump. I remember when that announcement came out. All the tinfoil hat crowd was having a hissy fit that a robot vacuum cleaner was going to be uh, checking your dirt and sending the data back to Amazon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see what's there, right? Hey, the yeah, other one I, I want to really, mention, and yeah. I've not heard of this restaurant, but it's a, a Mediterranean restaurant group called Cava C A V A Group, um, and their stock must have just debuted on the exchange. But they uh, they were trading up like something like 115 uh, percent a little earlier this morning. I think now they say they're up like 99 percent. So um, wow. above the IPO price, like it IPO'd at 22, it closed yesterday at 43. Um, so a, a nice little jump there for uh, for them yesterday. That's that's a lot of falafel. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Resetting the table. Nice update yesterday in all of the indexes on the exchange. Should make note of the fact that Monday is Juneteenth Day, and because it's a federal holiday, the markets are going to be closed. I don't know about the bond markets, but the equity markets are going to be closed on Monday. So we're kind of setting up for a three-day weekend, 45 minutes before they start throwing real dollars around. What are we looking at? You know, Dave, right now I've got green ink. Um, It's not a huge amount, but it's green nonetheless. 
the the Dow's up a little over a tenth of a percent. S and P five hundred is up two tenths right now, and the Nasdaq one hundred is up almost three tenths. So everything's uh, nice green ink there. Silver is up eight a little over eight tenths of a percent. Gold uh, up a quarter of a percent. It, gold still can't get over two thousand though, Dave. It's at nineteen hundred and seventy five dollars an ounce. And then crude oil. I'm I'm disappointed you couldn't bring it down while I was gone a couple of days. It's up almost one percent this morning, seventy one dollars and twenty eight cents a barrel. Well, in two days I can only do so much, so I got <laughs> stocks to buy. <laughs> Overseas markets were looking at a green ink across the Asian rim at the close this morning early on, and green ink not quite as much, but at least pretty solid green across the European community halfway through their day as well. If you're planning on retirement, making sure that plan comes to fruition is probably the single most most important question in your financial life at the moment. How do I get a hold of you to make sure my plan works, Philip? You know, Dave, that's exactly the reason we developed the core retirement design to help people design that retirement they always dreamed of. Because the one thing that folks can control is the amount of risk they have in their portfolio. They just need to know how much they got and how much it should be. That's what the core retirement design does for you. And then check us out this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And we'll be back on Monday to tell you what the foreigners did to our money over the weekend and what's likely to happen by Tuesday. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. You hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that you have a great weekend. And I look forward to speaking to you again on Monday. I'll be right here, even though it's a holiday. Take care. Until then, bye now.